Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dawn of X podcast, the podcast where we review the last two weeks of X-Men content. And this week we have five different books, but we're going to open up with our names. I'm your host, Nick, accompanied by the ravishing, the lovely. Ladies and gentlemen, in the corner to your left. I'm not. It's cool. I'm Josh. Josh. What's going on, bad boy? Hey, man. Wait, what did you call me? I said, I'm Josh. What's going on, man? Well, I heard something totally different. What'd you hear? I thought it was going on, black boy. No. No. I am 98% sure I didn't say that. <laughs> we have a recording. Uh, I'll so. find out later. <laughs> So, in this podcast, like I said, we review all the new X-Men comic books, and this week we have some really exciting ones, especially our first kind of crossover, not an event, but just something very different from Yeah, it's a mini-series, right? Not quite an event. Also, did you realize that there were no, like, next X-Men book listings? Because, like, they probably don't know. I, I have an email from Comixology. I'm going to pull that up real quick so we can kind of talk about what's coming up next week at least. Okay, because... It won't tell me the week after, but I have one for next week. Wolverine comes out next week. It should week. be Wolverine. It's like a million and one variants. I oh. know that already because oh. it's Wolverine. Um, I, so here, I can do it right now. So next week, released... Um, or this week, I guess. Feb- yeah, I guess this Wednesday, February 19th, is New Mutant 7, Marauders 8, Wolverine 1. Okay, yeah. And I think the week after that should be the first giant size book. I think so, right? Yeah. Which is Storm, right? Storm. No, no, that's the new one. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah. We'll um, Jean Grey and uh, Emma. Yes, the one shot. Right. And after that should be Magneto, and then I believe Nightcrawler, and then the one they announced today is Storm. Storm. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna start off with uh, X Men plus Fantastic Four. This is kind of branching off from I think the very first issue of House of X. Where yeah, it's early on. Yeah, so when they meet Fantastic Four and they kind of ask for their mutants back when they committed a crime, Cyclops, in an amazing fashion, just gets right in the face of Miss Fantastic, says like, "Okay, I'll let you take him for now." Yeah, when they took Saber too. Yeah. yeah, and then he walks away and reminds them, "Hey, don't forget, your son's always welcome here because he's a mutant too." And I think a lot of readers totally forgot that Franklin Richards is a mutant. Yeah, because you I mean, kind I'm of trying assume. to remember, like when he said it, I was like, "Oh yeah." Like that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, remember he was in Days of Future Past in the future. That's right. Oh yeah, because yeah. he was. Um, I think he was married to Rogue. No, not Rogue. No. Um, Kitty. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I was thinking of the movie. So, uh, <laughs> director's cut. So it was really funny when they said that. I was like, oh shit, yeah, he's like an Omega level. Because mm-hmm. if you guys don't read any of our books, um, in the last Secret Wars event. They actually this had... This is content just for me right now. Yes. <laughs> the, in the actual Secret Wars event, they had... Uh, what was it called? At the end of it, they need to rebuild the multiverse. Yeah. And basically, they need Franklin to do that. And he creates a whole universe mm-hmm. and just chuck it into the void, and then that's a new world. And the Fantastic Four disappeared for a few years in the comics because they were out there making new worlds, a.k.a. they didn't own the rights to the movies and they wanted to phase them out like they did the X-Men. <laughs> that's literally what happened. Yeah, so well, that's what happened for X-Men for yeah, many years, too. And they tried to push the new mutants, and then that show happened. Um, oh, we, should, the, um, we should review the Ram episode, was the, new mu- the no, Inhumans the show. Inhumans, that's what they were called. It's, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, I actually really like the Inhumans as a concept. Yeah, you do, and I don't book. jack shit about the The, con- the concept and the comic book are really, really good, and they even did a really good X-Men versus Inhumans book that I thought was really creative. But man, that show was fucking bad. Anyway, so... Uh, Franklin Richards has been an interesting character because you almost assume he'll have powers because his parents are the Fantastic Four. Um, yes, they're fantastic. They're fantastic. So Sue and Reed. Now, 
I was wondering where this would go because it happened in the first issue and then we heard anything about it. And then they announced this book and I was like, oh yeah, this is where they're going to yeah, yeah, yeah. touch on that. So let's get right into it. Uh, this book is written by Chip Zdarsky, I believe, yep. who's written great books like Life Story, Spider-Man. Yep. He's currently writing uh, Daredevil, which I hear is really, Yeah, and really you still need to check it out too, man. Um, I was excited. Yeah, for I'm really behind Daredevil. I was going to read the tra- whole Charles Soule run. Which yeah, that's a good run, man. I started I read, it. I liked it. I think I got halfway through it. Me too, bro. Then, yeah. So we start this book actually learning about the Fantastic Four from the point of view, kind of, of Franklin. Okay. And I get it because, like, again, if you don't read Fantastic Four and you only read X-Men, you need a little, just a gist of who they are. Yeah, and I, I like this too because it gave me a, a, a glimpse of <clears throat> what Franklin's powers were, which yeah. I did, you know, I couldn't remember. Yeah, a god. Yeah. But um, he says before that Before we powers... go too much further, mm-hmm. why... And this is a question that I'll, I'll I'll bring up, I guess, later if we want to get to it then. But why is he blonde and then have black hair in this book? What like in these flashbacks of him, in oh, the beginning um, he's blonde haired boy. I can kind of explain that. And then because all of a sudden he has black hair. When that crossover happened, Secret Wars, and they went off to make a new multiverse, uh-huh. time went differently, and he got older, and they kind of made it seem like his hair color just changed. Because technically, the Franklin Richards we've been seeing for years is a, like a seven-year-old boy. Yeah. And now he's like a teenager. Yes. Okay, so he just became a teenager and his hair went jet black? Yeah. Okay. Comics. Yeah, man. Genetics, dude. So in this kind of recap of who the Fantastic Four are and what it means to be them, you see that his powers <clears throat> are actually fading, he says. Yeah. Now, I didn't, I'm not reading the current Dan Slott run of Fantastic Four. I kind of got a little tired of it. Because Dan Slott style You got tired of Dan Slott. Hey, I love Superior Spider-Man. Loved it. That was one of the best Spider-Man runs. When I he, read when some he kept, of that, When he too. kept going, that was different. Cause he I kept loved... Going. Hey, I loved those first, like... That first 12-issue arc of the Silver Surfer he did, too. That shit was good. That, that was, was Dan good. Slott, right? Yes. And Spider-Verse. That was good. Yeah, the whole that's event, true. Yeah, yeah. Good. Hey, I gave it to you on Christmas, I think. Um, no, no. No, yeah. I've read... I read a lot of it before you even gave it to me, too. Oh, yeah? No, okay. I like, yeah, I like no, Spider-Verse is good. I think... He always stays. Too, he always overstays his welcome in a book. I think. Yeah, I, and, and I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if I was writing Spider Man, I just keep writing. Yeah, man, I would never stop either. I'd be like, no, no, get away. I, I try to be the Chris Claremont of Spider Man. I'm like, no, motherfuckers, get out of here. Um, yeah, Ben is where I did it. So um, <laughs> we cut to Krakoa, where Kitty is going there, and she. This is where I also had some questions, and, and I am here. <laughs> you are here for the Fantastic Four knowledge, my friends. I bring to the podcast a wealth of knowledge of Kitty. Do you want to read the question we have? Okay, so we had a well. we had a Twitter question from our good friend at ZCDB39 or just ZB is his regular name. Zib Zibba. All right, so you asked us what the heck is Kate Pride doing on Krakoa? What the fuck? how the fuck did she get there? And I will go ahead and start with this question. So here we go. She's taking the Marauder to Krakoa. Yes. Um. One, she can't go through the gates, but if you're accompanied by a mutant onto Krakoa, they've established that you can, as long as that mutant you're with says it's okay for you to go with them, you can go. Same goes for people going through the gates. People can go through the gates as long as the mutant they're with says they can go. I thought she couldn't go at all, though. She can't go through the gates on her own. Oh, I... She can go with somebody. She's cho- She has chosen up until now not to stay there because she feels... If the gate won't let her through, then she doesn't feel welcomed. But she will go when she has to go. 
Interesting. And she basically, from what I can tell, she's still not going through the gate. She's walking from onto the island. Well, from what we so can tell here, there's so many teleporter mutants. I just assumed a teleporter mutant did that. From what I can glean in this in this um, issue, she basically kind of walks there. You can see her kind of in like cut through. So on this page, which I want to talk about while we're here anyway. So on this page where Kid Omega goes through the gate, you can see her and Storm's hand going through the bush there. And then the next scene, they're in Krakoa. So they walk, okay. they kind of walk there, and she's with Storm. Storm is the presence that is allowing her to come onto Krakoa, since Krakoa, for some reason, is denying her. Hmm. So while we're on this topic, though, I do also want to mention, you can see in, in this scene we're talking about, when they when they stroll up on the Marauder, Quentin Quire, Kid Omega, is being a real dick to Kate about, oh, look, you can't get through the gate. Watch me go. And then he can't get through the gate because the cuckoos fuck with his mind yeah (laughs) so that gives more credence to is emma fucking with kate and that's why she can't get through the gate that could be a good hint right like because if the cuckoos can do it they are basically just emma yeah why can't she be doing it? or some other telepath messing with kate so she can't get there Hmm. because as we all know my girl kate will not stand for any shenanigans on her go and she can walk through walls whenever she wants so that is not much like destiny. You don't want Kate hanging around. Well, yeah. So we'll, we'll get, get to, to destiny in a little bit. <laughs> For but sure. that so, kind of blew up the internet too a little bit. I see. I was. I've been off X Twitter for a while, so I've missed a lot of shit, man. It's, it's blown so, up. Um, now, are we supposed to assume this is like right during the first issue? This of is. Yeah. This is. This is, yeah, this is right around when the Marauders get started. Yeah, it has to be. There's no costume. There's no badass red costume. No, and I and do we see Pyro in this? I don't think no. he has a face. If That's how we would be able to tell. Does he have a face tattoo? No, we just I haven't storm. seen him. Yeah. So right. that that is my answer to how Kate gets there from everything we've seen about Krakoa. Mm-hmm. It has been established that peop- humans have gone there. I mean, Shogo's a human. He's there. True, um, yeah. Um... There was another human. I think Brian Braddock has been there or visited real quick. So humans can go there. Yeah. It's just you have to be accompanied by a mutant. Oh, fair enough. All right. So and then we see that. Do you want to? There's a second part of this. Do you want to answer it now or when we kind of get, when we to, get to it? Okay. Yeah. Um, then we get to uh, Kitty has been summoned to the, the council. And they're, this is where I'm getting suspicious, we'll say. Uh, I'm sorry, you're just now getting suspicious <laughs> of, of Xavier of and Xavier Magneto. and fucking a- Eric? You're just now getting suspicious Actually, of these two? first thing I noticed, Ex- uh, Magneto's wearing his 80s costume. I think that's the X-Factor costume. Yeah, that's that his weird, like when he has his own island and he's yeah. wearing that weird M thing, yeah. He's just changing his clothes every day like a wardrobe. Why not, different. man? Yeah. He's had so many great costumes too. <laughs> but that's one of like, more obscure ones. Yeah, sure. I, yeah I, w- I did notice that too. I'm like, what the fuck is he wearing that for? <laughs> So they basically say, like, hey, you used to be really tight with Franklin in the 80s during X-Men yeah. versus Fantastic Four, apparently. Yeah. I don't even know that. It was, uh, yeah, it's a deep cut from Chip. Yeah, which he definitely loves. And he basically says, listen, he's a mutant and he should be with his people. You should convince him. And we know this has to be the first time they're going out of their way to go to, like recruit a mutant. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a badass college trying to get a new recruit. It definitely it definitely had that vibe. It also had a lot of vibes and I can't speak heavily onto this because it's not my culture, but mm. it definitely has politics aside, it definitely has that really leaned into the Israeli birthright citizenship thing. Where, I don't know much about that. Where, so so basically all Jewish people have the right to move to Israel if they want. 
Like mm. they are, they are all allowed there. If you're Jewish, you have a birthright to go to Israel. You also like, and, and from again, feel free to correct me on Twitter because again, I'm, I am not Jewish, but from my understanding, you also like, you have a, a standing freestanding to visit there. You, you know, it's your home, mm-hmm. wherever you may live. Israel is your home is how the, the Jewish people have treated it traditionally. Mm-hmm. And that is really what they're leaning in okay, here in Krakoa, which I mean, <clears throat> it's been said many, many times since the beginning, but like, I think this is one of the heaviest times when they're like, no, he's, he's a mutant and this is his home now. Yeah. Like let's they let him decide. And by let him decide, let us decide for Let's him. Guide him. Well, then, because, hey, if I'm making a new community, maybe I want a, a god mutant. <clears throat> yeah, and then you don't side. need. Wouldn't you rather have one person who can do what the five does versus yeah, five yeah, people who can absolutely. do what the five does? <laughs> um, and then we have. Isn't Kitty. that the name of a Fox News show, The Five? I think it used to be. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then we have Kitty throwing a bag of beer <laughs> to Logan. <laughs> yeah. Because why Still not? Still running errands for him. And then we cut back to New York. With the Fantastic Four, and we ha- we see Franklin is definitely feeling like, hey, no one, my dad doesn't care, my powers are disappearing, and I know again, like I said, you don't read a lot of Fantastic Four. Reed Richards is so analytical to mm-hmm. a fault. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I've read enough Fantastic yeah, Four. We're like, he's Reed borderline is a bad guy. Yeah, he's a borderline bad guy, one hundred percent, because he thinks it's the best and and forgets to think about emotion. And we'll get yeah. to a big mm-hmm. thing on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at the end. Yeah, but Reed Richards is is as much as we always say Xavier is an asshole. Reed Richards is worse. Oh, they 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 both are. Yeah. Big um, assholes. Um, when they debate, it's like you're both bad. You're yeah, both you're wrong. Both are wrong. You're both bad. Uh, yeah. One thing I do remember thinking is like as as uh, I'll get to we'll get there. Yeah. So we see Sue kind of telling Reed like, "Hey, just hear him out instead of ignoring him. Like he, he cares and he knows you care, but you need to like do something different." And then we see a page of a lot of Reed's theories about where their powers actually come from. And the God power, and is it finite? And you know, is there a limit to it? And maybe Franklin's reaching that limit. Now, I will say personally, I think like, yeah, God power, like Franklin, not like stretching and fire and shields. I know. I was like, oh wow, you get (laughs) you get cool rock body, and you can stretch your arms from God power. God power. (laughs) Like, I think your son really got the. I think your (laughs) son got. So, what's the sister's? Does she have power? No, she's, she's just really super smart. smart. Yeah, she's okay. super smart, but like not technically a power. Okay. Yeah, just happens to be smart because her dad's a genius. Yeah. Um, that was never Mr. Fantastic's powers. So then we cut to Franklin talking to his uncle, Uncle Ben, uh, Ben Grimm. Everybody's got to have an Uncle Ben. And he makes this really good point where he's like, if my dad's so smart, he never fixed you. So that's what I was going to say a minute ago. So that whole... Why doesn't Reed Richards spend all of his time trying to fix Ben? Yeah, is a bit of a cliche. Like every, I've read other arcs where this has come yeah, up before. It's definitely. come up in the movies yeah. a couple times that they've done, but it's a cliche I never get tired of it's because it's good question. and it's a very good question to ask. You can solve as as young Franklin here says, you can solve universal problems. Yeah, you can fight Galactus. You and- can solve <laughs> problems in 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 realms where physics are different from the realm you're from. We rebooted the multiverse. <laughs> but you can't figure out how to make this man not orange and rocky. Yeah. Like and a part of it does feel and, like and part yeah, and he raises the argument here of 
Maybe he doesn't want to. Yeah, maybe he knows he needs us mm-hmm. and wants to keep us that way. Maybe he'd rather me be normal because that's easier for him. Yeah. And maybe he'd rather you be a rock because... So where do you come his. down on this? Do you think he's just not trying hard because he knows I he doesn't need it? I could believe it's more of a subconscious thing. Yeah. Like, not intentionally cruel. Just like, well, he's fine. He's already accepted himself. And it's not a big... It's like, it's on his to-do list, but it's so far down. Yeah. It always ends up staying down yeah. while he's figuring out, like, you know, how to save the multiverse. Yeah. Like, it's just like, that's not my concern right now. Don't think I don't care, but I don't care. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those weird things. So, but when it comes to Franklin, it's very different. Mm-hmm. That feels more like a father thing, which we'll get to at the end yeah. of the book. So they're having this debate, and you do see a moment where, like, he does feel like, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, trust me, I know what you mean. Um... And then it cuts to the, the X-Men going to their house, the Fantastic Four's house, and immediately Sue is like, shields up. Yep. <laughs> like, what the fuck oh, are wait, you Oh, wait, there doing? is Pyro. Pyro's there. Hold on a second. In this one? Yeah. You keep talking. I'm going yep. to scroll I'm gonna scroll a little bit, see if we ever see his face. So we have the X-Men. We have the Marauders, actually, basically. Yeah. Go to the With Fantastic Wolverine. Four's house. And I then, don't think he has a face tattoo. So real quick. He's got a mask on. Oh yeah, so but I don't be, think there's a face tattoo underneath. Yeah, like that first from, issue, basically. Yeah. Okay. So and we also have uh, Magneto and Xavier come from the ceiling and saying, "We're here to talk about the future. Calm down." And then Kitty, being Kitty, kind of just glides through the force field, which I never thought of actually. Okay, so you want to jump into that second part of the question? Yes. Okay, so our friend XB also asked us. Let me here. Can you unlock that? Yeah. Um, you go ahead and read it. And I'll yeah, answer. sure. So he asked us, and number one, why is no one bad an eye? And also, can she fly? No. No. She cannot. Is she but floating because she is... You're getting there. Uh, uh, non-corporeal? Uh-huh. So what she can do, she learned way back in the 80s, um, she can... Her power is to manipulate the molecules, to go through yeah. things. She can also manipulate the molecules in the air and basically step on them. So she can walk on air. What the fuck? Yep. Cool. All I right. will not stand here and listen to you talk shit about my girl Kitty. She can walk on air. Well, she didn't use that. Your power. boy Jesus can walk on water. I don't see you she, getting all upset about it. She didn't use it. that power when she was getting pulled into the water. No, so, she didn't. Uh, I know. Still, burns. it's kind of hard to do that when roots are pulling you down. Listen, man, Krakoa fucking hates her, dude. He <laughs> so, so that's the answer. She basically, and and I agree, the art is really dumb for it because it looks like she's floating and not walking. But, like a Peter Pan, just yeah, like Wendy and Peter. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> historically, verse. she has the ability to basically like walk, like use stairs basically around the air. They're, yeah. they're making it look a little more floaty here than walking, but I'm assuming that's what she's doing. So Kitty immediately gives Franklin a hug, which was really sweet because she's like, don't worry about all this shit around us. Let me just give you a hug. And again, it feels like a weird recruiting thing. And you have these two geniuses debating. Yeah, and about they pick life. Kitty because they know he has a crush on her. Yeah. It's very manipulative. It's mm-hmm. very blatantly manipulative. And Kitty's like, I might as well be the one to do it. Maybe I can keep it. Yeah, because cool. Kitty's always going to think that, yes, the reasons might not be pure, but I can st- still make them the best way to do it. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I, will be, I will be pure even if Xavier's not. Yeah. So, basically, they have a pitch of, like, well, the boy should be with his people, and we can maybe fix whatever's wrong with his powers, which is what Franklin does care about right now. And because he doesn't know, he doesn't know what he is without his powers. No, which as a, a teenage boy with the power of a god, yeah. If you tell him you're gonna take it away, fucking terrifying <laughs> too, by the way. Yes. So we have them talking, and 
and you understand, it's almost like Star Wars. If like the Jedi come to your house saying your son's force sensitive, we're gonna take him right now. Fuck you. Yeah, I understand both sides of this coin. Honestly, I yeah. mean, I can see why his parents would be like, "No, he's our kid. He stays with us." And also, we say we're the Fantastic Four. We we're used to dealing with strange shit. We can handle his mutant powers. Like yeah. we're we're not. We're not regular parents. They, I think this even comes up when Kitty is talking to Wolverine. Like, he's not, he's not in some random house like, like Scott Summers was, or like an orphanage like Scott Summers. Like, he has parents who understand what powers do. Like, but at the same time, he's got such unique, strong powers that Krakoa needs him. Yes, you know, and like this is this is definitely a theme of our issues this this week is. Uh, for Krakoa, if you will, maybe that'll be the title for Krakoa. Like yeah. everybody has to sacrifice for Krakoa. For yeah. Krakoa. Um, so after that, I do like how immediately Sue just puts him in a shield bubble, puts Magneto in a shield bubble. He looks so dumb. He looks so annoyed. Look at him. He's like, he oh, I'm a annoying. little baby again. I put my cool white outfit on just for this. And he like he does file out there and saying, "You do not want to do this." Mm-hmm. That's his way of saying, "I will fucking chuck a car at you." Mm-hmm. right now and see what happens and of course immediately that's when reed gets right in the face of xavier keep yeah. in mind both these guys were on the secret council the uh, illuminati for yes. a long time like they have respect but of course when it comes to your family and your son being aggressively taken away oh yeah yeah fuck, <coughs> respect fuck goes you, out you know? respect goes out the window when it comes to defending your yourself and your family yeah and then we have uh, Kitty saying, let's just leave, me and you. And that's when they fly away. I did like this little moment between Storm and uh, Ben because I believe they were on the new Avengers for a while together during Bendez's run. Okay. So they have that connection. And it is almost one of those things of like, are we going to have to fight? Like, Unless, is he making them fly? I mean, it looks like she's in control in one of the panels, but like he's the one who can manipulate reality. I don't know. She has the ability to walk on air. It looks like in this page she's flying, but so I don't know. But there's that nice part of this conversation between um, Ben and Storm where he basically, she's like, well, millions of mutants are there. We're all together stronger than ever. And he says, like, is that really the safest place? Yeah. He's like, what happened Genosha? Yeah. (laughs) Like, and that's a good point. Like, last time you all were together, bad shit happened. Almost every time you're all in one spot together. Bad shit happens, and that's my nephew. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want that shit happening to him. I, yeah, I mean, strong arguments, yeah. too. Everyone, I do appreciate the balance in this book. Like, yeah. no one's a flat-out good no, guy No, and again, guy. it's a lot of the... I, I hate to keep coming back to it because it's not my culture again, but, like, a lot of the Israeli parallels of, yeah, we're all together now, which means we need to defend ourselves, which, again, I'm not getting into the politics of that. Yeah. But, like, that is the mindset behind it. Because of things like Genosha... They are going to be a little bit more um, vigilant yeah. for Krakoa, and they might be, as we've seen in X Force and other things, they're going to be a little bit more on the offensive yeah. and not waiting anymore for people to come to them. Well, so, yeah, Xavier I mean, did say in his part when they're at the apartment, like we are the natural progression, and we're just accepting it. Yeah, we're just owning it. Fuck it. Like we're just we know who we are. We're yeah, confident. listen, we're 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 going to take over from y'all. We're just going to let you have your little slice. Yeah. Um, and then as Kitty's trying to kind of nudge him into going into a portal, a fight breaks out. Fantastic Four versus X-Men. And there's cars being thrown at shields. There's ice being broken by Ben Grimm. There's stretchy stuff being wrapped around Wolverine. All good things you expect from a versus kind of book. <laughs> I do I do love Wolverine getting caught up in, in Mr. Fantastic's 
I'm assuming stomach. arm or stomach yeah. or whatever. And he just says, like, fuck. Like, yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. I, I, I can't. I can't. There's something I can't stab. Yeah. So as this fight's going on, Kitty's kind of like, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And I, I understand, again, Fantastic Four's point of view of, like, he's still a kid. He's still a minor and still my kid. I'll tell you if he can fucking go. Yeah. He's not in any danger. Um, and I don't remember what panel was at where they basically said to Frank to Reed, like, well, you're smart. Why is your headquarters in the middle of a neighborhood? Yeah. You know something bad is going to happen. Yeah. And people are going to be in danger. Yeah. And you're here because you want to. Yeah. You're putting it, you're choosing to put everybody in danger yeah. by having such a public fucking headquarters. Yeah. And like when you have enemies like Galactus. Yeah. Doctor Dr. Doom, Doom, which we'll get to. Which we'll get to in a moment. <laughs> like, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> like that—that's a way to call mm-hmm. out a guy yeah. who's a genius. At least we're like, at least we've created a nation that has its own defense. Yeah. So as Franklin runs, he kind of wants to leave this drama. Honestly, he's a little overwhelmed and says "fuck it," and then runs towards the gate, and then runs right through the gate. Now yep. I was also confused because when Kitty tried this, she smacked it and then like had a broken nose. He just ran through it. Yeah, Kitty was denied. Yeah, Kitty is dealing with issues of being denied her homeland where um the the portal as you're gonna say here i'll let you tell him why he ran through the portal yeah so he goes to the portal everyone's kind of shocked and i was reading i was like oh shit this is gonna reveal that he's not even a mutant he's just like part of fantastic four's cosmic you know powers uh uh no Seems Mr. Fantastic has changed his DNA or tricked the DNA. What was it? A he, device he created he, to change the to, mark to mask his yeah. human ge- his mutant gene. Yep, that's fucked. That is beyond fucked. <laughs> that is some next level fucking overbearing parenting to like the extent of like you just experimented on your own fucking kid. Yeah, without him knowing, like. That, how the fuck is he ever going to forgive you for that? And he says, how like, the fuck does Sue forgive him? You for were that? supposed to be fixing me. He's like, I'm protecting you. And again, it's his analytical mind of like, this is a form of protecting you. Yes, I probably injected you with nanites when you didn't know. And maybe we'll find out that's what's affecting his powers. Maybe. If it's masking. When did he do it? Did he do it before? (laughs) Did he do it when Krakoa? Like, did he do it to protect him from Krakoa? Yeah. Or is he doing it to protect him from Sentinels? Like, when did he do this to. To Franklin, because yeah. if he did it recently, then it's not causing his power loss. But if he did it before, yeah, then maybe probably what's doing it. He doesn't care because, like, well, I, I, as a genius, I see how the world treats mutants, and my son's a mutant. If I can fix that, yeah. I'm just gonna fix it, yeah, without saying anything to fuck up, man. It's the Reed worst. is the worst, he, man. Oh, when you get to the count, if you read the Hickman Run, when you get to the I Council read part Reed of Richards, that. yeah, no, the I Council Reed Richards is fucked. Yeah, anyway, he's. He's very much a greater good kind of guy. He's a, and th- yeah, I was gonna say he's like he's like a, a slightly better like m- well-meaning version of uh, Rick from Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so after that, he even has like a hug pose, like I'm protecting you, I'm your father. Yeah. Franklin's like, ah, peace. Fuck this. I man. like this little moment though, where uh, Xavier's kind of like, I suspect this will resolve itself in time. You're right. <laughs> yeah, because earlier Reed says. Why are you forcing this issue? When he turns 18, he can make his own choice. Well, you have time. Yeah. And now he gets to turn his words around on him. He's like, perhaps we have more less time than you think yeah. you do. Like, yeah, you fucked up. It's fine. So we cut to Franklin talking to his sister about everything. And we have Ben kind of showing doubt to Franklin, uh, to Reed, saying like, yo, it's hard to defend you when you do fucked up shit like this. 
how can how can Sue even hug him after this? So there's like the next page. Like in their history, Sue has shown that she puts up with basically the only thing she didn't put up with was Civil War. When um uh, Reed was on the side of the registration, she her and uh Johnny were on mm-hmm. the side of uh, anti-registration. Yeah. But basically this is everything the same else. thing, though. This is, you're changing the DNA mark. You're, you're in some way registering him. Yeah. You know, like you have, you've altered your kid's fucking DNA. <laughs> like, the, like, it's so bad. <laughs> if I found out someone did that for whatever reason to my kid, I'd be like, no. Yeah. Whether you're her parent or not. Like, it, it, this it, is it, bullshit. And Sue kind of gives, like, I think Sue understands Reed so much and knows it's not coming from a malicious I don't give place. a fuck where yeah. it's coming from. Yeah, it's bad. It's very bad. You don't do this. You don't think I would want to control every aspect of my kid's life, but you fucking can't. Yeah. You can't do this. And I wonder if they're going to address this issue a little more hardcore of Ben being like, why don't you fix me? Yeah. Like, I hope fix, they do, do, especially now after this bullshit. Yeah, now he has every reason to think. Yeah. If you can... If you can mask his mutant gene, yeah. you can't fucking mask my orange gene. Yeah, you can't give me a watch like in X Men Evolution. He says X Men Evolution in the book, and just put a watch on. I can just change my skin. And like, you know who used to have one of those for real? Fucking yeah. Nightcrawler in the eighties had a go. fucking thing like that. I mean, you're in a world. It's it's kind of like the problem of I always said. Why is Xavier still in a wheelchair? We have a world with fucking Iron Man and Wakanda and a Fantastic Four. There's no way he'd still be in a fucking That wheelchair. I believe because he's a proud motherfucker. <laughs> that, yes. <laughs> so, we cut to um, Kitty leaving Krakoa. Or no, she's leaving... Yeah, no. Who's that? Oh, it's Cyclops for some reason in a weird costume. Yeah, and standing weird. I don't care for this scene. Yeah, weird art. So, but we have Kitty in her boat, in the Marauder's ship, and then she opens up the back and sees Franklin and his sister are both there. And Val, I believe her name is, she just says, like, well, I'm going to come to make sure everything's cool. Which, yeah, it's his little sister. She wants to make sure everything's fine for her brother. But he does want to go to Krakoa. Yes, he's he's stowed away on the boat to get to Krakoa, only to find out they're not going to Krakoa. (laughs) And now they're really not going to Krakoa because... Uh, Because these Doc Ock legs come out of the ocean and push the boat up out of the water. And we see fucking Doctor Doom. And where is your father, young Franklin? Now, do you know about the history between Doctor Doom and the kids? The kids, no. Um, if I remember correctly, this was bef- right after, or, yeah, near the end of the Hickman run, where Doom, the kids, especially Val, had to live with Doctor Doom for years. What? He's essentially the godfather of those kids. Why? I listen. We don't have that much time. We have four books left, but. Just remember, we don't have to talk about this. Val, books. yeah, Val is sees Doom as a father figure because she was forced to live with him for a long. I don't remember Franklin how close he is, but I know Val is very close with Doom. How <laughs> is Sue Richards still married to Reed? <laughs> how? I will suspend my disbelief <laughs> for fucking all of this shit, all these superpowers, all this time traveling, all this multiverse bullshit. I can no longer suspend my disbelief that Sue Storm, that's right, she's going back to her unmarried name, that Sue Storm would still be fucking married to this piece of shit, <laughs> Reed Richards, when there's somebody like Namor out there for her. <laughs> That's their deep cut. Uh, 
And he will accept her every time. Always. Always. Man, that's that's some steamy shit, dude. Yeah. You're telling me you would want to stay with Reed fucking Richards when hunk ass Namor could be your boyfriend? The, the stretching. The stretching. Mall rats, man. Mall rats. S- stretching cannot compensate for the fucking abs that Namor has. He does have the abs. That is true. Let's take a quick commercial break. And we're back. Um, so while you were doing your business in the, during the commercial break, uh, I'll tell you essentially... Don't tell them what business I was doing. I didn't say exactly what you were doing. My business. They don't business. need to know my business. They don't even need to know it was business. Uh, it's business. It um, was it's not business. <laughs> it was pleasure. <laughs> So <laughs> I got all hot and bothered thinking about Namor. <laughs> so essentially, if I want to really blow your mind right now, um, when I looked up Val Richards, the first thing I saw was Goddaughter of Victor Von Doom. So I was like, yes, got it right. No need for emails. But then always need for emails. <laughs> but then to continue, basically, for some odd reason, using magic and his powers, Doom helped deliver Val. And as a- which explains why her name is like Valentina. Her yeah. full name, I guess, like she was Liberia, born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and just like it seems more Eastern European. You yeah. Know? So then, as a gift, or as a price, really, um, he got to help raise her. That's <laughs> fucking ins- <laughs> The fuck, man! Like, God, the Fantastic Four are awful it's people. Weird. It's very, very odd. Um, I I take that back. The Fantastic Four are not awful people. Reed Richards. And Johnny are pretty awful people. Wait, can I tell you something? Oh, God. What is uh, it? Due to numerous supervillain attacks on the Baxter building, Child Protective Services questioned the safety of Franklin and Val. After much reluctance, Reed and Sue decide to relinquish custody of their children. You got to finish it. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Decision to move Franklin to a safe house was it is it doom how but how how can child (laughs) services be like you're bad you know who's great victor von doom no this is after this is after she got the daughter back from doom but the idea that child protective services are like yeah frankly yeah kind of they are bad parents that's fucking wild here's something to ponder for our next our our next shooting the shit episode Hmm. who are the best comic book parents We'll ponder that. We'll think on it. All right. I'll text you to remind you. Yeah, thank you. So I can think about then. Um, so yeah, that was Fantastic Four and X Men slash or plus X Men. I gotta say, I really liked it, man. Yeah. How many X's? Uh, I'll give four. Four okay. X's. I did it. I did it. There was never there, gonna be a different choice. There's, there can't be another choice. <laughs> man, Chip Zdarsky, he's a great writer. He is really good. Really, really good. They're really good. And the and uh, Terry and what's her? I can't remember her her name. The Dotsons are are great artists. Yes. Dotsons and Martin plus 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 so next up we have Marauders number seven so I was really excited to get to what happened to Kitty no we're not getting there you hold your fucking horses we get hints but I was interested in this issue a lot I did like it has great um, uh, writing as it has been all 100% and it opens up with uh, Emma Offering a job to Callisto. That's who, awesome. I'm glad Callisto's back. Yeah, it was really refreshing. I was like, oh shit, that's her. And if you don't know who she is, she's usually the leader of the Morlocks, the yes. sewer dwelling. Who I think it's hinted at here, but not specifically said. So any of our new X Men listeners, like mm. new to X Men listeners, 
the Marauders was the name of the group that slaughtered the Morlocks back in the late yes. 80s tonight. So During like, Inferno, actually, I believe. Right before Inferno. Right before Inferno? Yeah. Fall of the Mutants, maybe? Anyway. Um, yeah, around that same time. I think it was like the first of the crossover stuff they did. And then yeah, Inferno I can't remember the Marauders. crossover, but yeah. Um, so it was really cool. I was like, oh, what's she doing here? And it's to offer a job. And basically Emma just says like, sometimes people don't really like me and you, you can talk for me and maybe fight people if you have to for me. This whole time there's like a, a dress designer there. <laughs> yeah. A jumbo carnation. Um, is he a mutant? Yeah. He's remember. the world's most famous mutant fashion designer. Oh, I know. He's him. basically yeah. Emma's uh, fashion person. <laughs> uh, I do love when he, she, he's trying to put clothes on her and like, she basically cuts it up. Oh, I know. And he just loves he's it. He's like, Oh fuck me. This is perfect. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> During this whole time, Emma's giving her offer and her pitch about why she wants her to do this. And basically she says, yes, like I was kind of surprised. Yeah. I was honestly a little surprised too, that Callisto was just like, sure. Yeah. Um, not like any pushback, not any I do things my own way. No. Well, I, don't I think she's showing that in what she's doing. Yeah, she's like, listen, Cutting I'll, I'll work for you, but I'm doing my thing with it. Yeah. Um, and then I'm, I am breezing through a little bit, and there's a reason. But um, <laughs> we cut to a moment I really did like, because if you know your X-Men history, it does make a lot of sense. Uh, first, we see Bobby get off the boat and kiss his boyfriend, Christian Frost. Mm-hmm. And we now know he's kind of working both sides. I know, man. That kind of made me sad a little yeah. bit when I saw it. I was like, oh, man. Uh, we also have Bishop and Pyro realizing Kitty's not there. She should have been there yesterday. And immediately Bishop's like, something's up. But the moment where Callisto uh, threw the knife at Storm, if you don't know, basically Storm took the right of leader from Callisto during, I think, one of the events, maybe. Or no, it was before. Right? It was before? kind of shortly. It was like around the time they met the Morlocks, I believe, if I remember correctly. It was um, Kitty was kidnapped by the Morlocks because yeah. Caliban was in love with her. Whenever you see Storm with the mohawk and like the kind of tight clothes, mm-hmm. if it's not a future version, it's that version. It's around the time that she became the leader. And so I think in order to powers, free... Didn't she lose her power she, at, Yeah, she didn't have her... She, yeah, she didn't have her powers at the yeah. time. So that moment of like just throwing knives and what's the thing Pyro said? They <laughs> they just whip knives at each other's faces. No one other brotherhood never finished off the X Men. <laughs> That's just how they say hi. Yeah, like even what? the brotherhood doesn't do that. Because she did that, and then they just hugged. It was really nice. They just had a hug. Yeah, like, there's been a long for those who aren't versed in like uh, the fandom side of X Men. There's long history of people. Believing not just shipping, but believing there's coding between them of, mm. of like a, a lover relationship. Hey, we'll get we'll definitely get some of that. I am all for it. <laughs> I um, feel like she's better with Callisto than fucking Forge. I remember it was so weird when she was sleeping with Wolverine. I'm like, I get it. I don't like it. But I, don't I like, like them. It. I like them better as like flirty friends than yeah. like an actual. Um, and then we cut to the young version of the Hellfire Club watching or getting the signal from uh, Yellow Jacket, but they can't get any more information because they have to find a price that works for Yellow Jacket before they get the good information. Uh, I think was that that or were they trying to or were they just showing a potential buyer? Was that like, like, maybe that's I why think it was like just as just a sample. If you want the rest, this is how much it costs. Oh, okay, okay. Um, then we have them talking about the costs of potential people that want to get information. Saying like, "Hey, that Russian suit we made you that stops mutants." Yeah, well, that Russian. No, that, <laughs> that Russian Fuck suit. You. Fuck <laughs> you. For those who don't know what's happening, which is nobody. No. Um, there's a panel here where one of the the Vrendi kids does their little hand gesture, 
and Nick and I were talking earlier that I can't do. You can't like do the, the Vulcan. I can't do the Vulcan. I can't really move my fingers except for ways that matter. Don't your nerves. What did you say? What's wrong with your nerves? Like a lot of things are wrong with my nerves, man. I'm always on edge. I mean, I, I can get shit done with my hands, you know what I'm saying? But like, edge? I can't do that. Was that you on edge? Uh, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, you know, uh, he can't do certain things with his hands, and I can, and he doesn't like it. But you know, black people have certain abilities. We can play basketball, and it's true. I'm okay. At He's good. At, you're good at dribbling. I'm okay, I'm not a good dribbler. I, that's the part that I, I I was pretty decent at shooting baskets. Yeah. I couldn't dribble to save I my fucking life. <laughs> like you're telling me, I have to bounce this and walk at the same time. I don't like it. <laughs> and then you just like collapse and yeah. pass out. Like, like too confusing. I could do. I'm white, so I could do hockey for some reason. Like I could like, <laughs> like skate. Nothing. Like I could skate and do the fucking stick. But like dr- bouncing this way and running this way, I couldn't do. No. So anyway, they're trying to sell a mutant nullifying ability suit and saying in the future it might be a sidearm, you know, it might be a gun you can shoot at mutants. Yes. Um, my girlfriend did not like the way the cat's eyes are drawn in these two panels. I mean, I can't blame her, but I think that's supposed to be like she has like a crazy fucking cat. Dude. Yeah, Like probably. they're crazy kids. So that conversation happens. I did like this moment a lot because Bishop basically thinks, oh, sorry, there was a moment before this where they describe Bishop as the, the red bishop. Yeah, and like I love the idea that he still has not accepted this job officially. But people just call him that. Already anyway. calling him. There's, <laughs> there's just no way. There's no way it's not happening, Bishop. Sorry. So Bishop goes back to where they were, Man- Manipur or whatever. Madripoor. Madripoor. Um, and he basically thinks they did it. They must have hurt Kitty, and he immediately throws a grenade. It blows him up. Which I'm like, that didn't blow up the gate. Didn't we read in our book where the gate? Well, he was looks. He rolls. He rolls it further enough away. Yeah. You can see and blows it. them up and basically tells them, listen, that no killing rule, which you shouldn't even know about. Because he had a moment where he's like, how do you even know yeah, exactly. about that rule? But he's like, that rule is bullshit for me. Like, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so he tells them that and says, whoever wakes up first to tell him what's really going on, you're going to live. And the rest of you are fucking dead. Like, that's <laughs> my bishop right there. Yeah, hell yeah, I man. love that I was I was down with bishop. Uh, then we cut to bishop. Wearing a disguise, disguise yeah. and going on one of their boats in Madripoor, and then we have Callisto meeting another Morlock. Which one's this one? Is that mask? Cal- is that mask? No, I think that might be mask. All right. And he's saying how like this is their property now, like it's out in the open. And she kind of says like, "Do you want to go back to the sewer? Like, if you you think this is weird being out here in the open on like a nice field?" Or yeah, he's like on a money. golf course in Arizona, man. But you, it it seemed to me like. He was almost warning her, like, don't forget where you came from. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. While he's playing golf. While he's playing golf. (laughs) It's like, I hate this game. I did like the moment. Like, I I was actually trying to find a way we can make this a title, but it doesn't really work. When she throws the knife at the ball to get it in the hole and goes, touchdown. I know. Who gives a shit? (laughs) Like, that's not what you just did. Who Who gives a shit? (laughs) That was really good. Kalisto for the win. Um, and then we have top secret files from these mysterious people talking about what's happening. Last time we heard from this person, uh, they mentioned how their mother has been taking the medication. Yes. Oh, we skipped over that. They did say in the beginning of this book that half the medication, it was a random message sent to Kitty about half the medication being poisonous and half being normal. Oh yeah. Like somebody had contaminated one of the the supplies to make it look like. Krakoa wasn't to be trusted or something like that. So that's very important. And I feel like this guy's top secret files are going to say, my mother just died. Oh, maybe. Like, so fuck them. Like, it's just a progression. Oh, we'll, shit. we find out who this person we're, is. Yeah, we're gonna, they're going to be like a villain at some point, right? That'd yeah, be pretty like, cool. my mother died because of medicine from Krakoa. That'd be cool because we've all kind of grown attached to this disembodied yeah. me- memo taker. <laughs> 
Um, and then we cut to the council where they're stuck for the first time because Kitty's not there. And who who's the other missing person? Just Kitty, right? Yeah, just they said they're empty. deadlocked because someone's missing and something else. With one missing... Oh, one's missing and it looks like Sinister's not voting because they show one... one ab- abstention and and you see um oh him okay. going, that's eh. what i showed him doing yeah it. he's okay. like i don't care <laughs> he's just broken <laughs> like i don't care i don't want to vote yeah so but what was the vote for we don't know okay i don't I, we, we don't remember so then sebastian shaw is just like pretty fucking good like <laughs> i did a pretty good job uh and then we cut to people finding lockheed dead don't like it <laughs> In a net. Don't like my little dragon being all dead looking in a net in the middle of the ocean. Now, did you see the cover? For yes. The issue? Didn't okay. like that, except I did like that Lockheed was alive. Well, Lockheed was alive. Lockheed was alive. Taking a dead. It's a, it's a comic book cover. Yes. It, could be it's, it could be anything. Yeah. Well, Kitty, my favorite... Kitty's body is in what looks to be a coffin. Yeah. Um, Is it just a husk? Is it something else? Who fucking knows? Yeah. We'll find out in a couple months. But I'll tell you what. Didn't fucking like it. Fucking Don't like, like it. Kitty being dead. Don't like this scene of my poor little purple dragon being all curled up. Looks a little bit like my dog when he's sleeping, mm-hmm. so don't care for that. <laughs> um, How many X's? Two and a half. Yeah, I gave it three. Yeah. This was probably my least favorite of the Marauders. But it wasn't so far. bad. It wasn't bad. It was just the only thing I liked about it was the Callisto parts. Yeah. Um, just carrying a story along and that happens. Yeah, yeah it, but yeah, it, it served as part. It's setting things up. We're so, moving right along. Next up, we have Excalibur number seven. And guess what, people? We warned you. I'm not reading this book anymore. All right. And I, I have to save some money. In my I life. don't blame you. Um, this is not my favorite episode, issue of Excalibur. So well, let's just breeze right through it then. All right. All right. And, if, and sorry if this is offending anyone. Everyone knows I love Rogue and Gambit and they're on this team. So trust me, I ain't happy either. Okay, so basically this issue is they bear it starts off with the the Excalibur team which is Captain Britain, Richter, Gambit and Rogue currently. Jubilee's not with them. They're burying the Excalibur sh- <clears throat> sword because last issue Brian got the sword and he said that he doesn't he doesn't want the sword cuz the sword represents violence and he doesn't want to be that person. Rogue is the only one on the team who's like maybe we should save that sword and might come in handy sometime. And so then Betsy goes back to the other world to see her brother, who's the king. Jamie is the king of Underworld. Nope, Otherworld. Otherworld. <clears throat> and they get in a little uh, sibling spat with each other. He helps her to find Apocalypse by opening the floor beneath her and sending her down to the library where Apocalypse is. Apocalypse is down there with Exodus doing supervillain shit. And she basically calls him out, like, what is going on? You get, you're just fucking sending us all over the place. You're not telling us any more information. I don't trust you. What the fuck is happening? So in order yeah, to... Side note, Apocalypse and Exodus working together is not good. No, of course it's not good. Real not good. Of course, it, what the fuck? All I could think reading this <laughs> issue, what the fuck is Betsy doing? <laughs> like, why are you what, even listening? Why are you taking orders from Apocalypse and fucking Exodus? Like what the shit? Do you not remember anything? Like I know that we live in a utopia now, but it's still apocalypse. I'm with Gambit here. Like this is still fucking apocalypse. Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> so in order to win her trust, he gives her the copies of his uh 
Grimoire, Grimoire, however the fuck it's pronounced, sure. the the data pages that we've been seeing throughout Excalibur, basically his his magic diary. So she kind of reads it over, and he basically tells her, "Listen, we need something to help." He again keeps referring to them as his coven. Our my coven needs to go out and get the heads of the werewolves, Werewolf. which was a. Uh, one of the many weird creatures that the original Excalibur team faced. So nice little callback to the original Excalibur. And so basically skip ahead, blah, blah, blah. Shogo's a dragon. Shogo doesn't want to live in the real world anymore because why would you want to if you could be in other world being a dragon? Anyway, uh, Betsy gets her team back together and they find they go to find the werewolves who are supposed to be in the London Zoo. When they get there, they discover that they were recently sold or purchased or moved to another zoo. They find who did it, which is Colin Bloodstone, who unfortunately I don't know jack shit about. So, do you know anything about Colin Bloodstone? No, I don't know right. the name. I did zero research on this, so apologies. Maybe next time we'll have information on Colin. But basically, he's a bougie fucking Englishman who apparently has some kind of power. I don't know if it's mutant or just magic based, but he's kind of an asshole, and he he's the one who bought the werewolves. And he basically says, yeah, I bought them. I'm a, I'm a hunter. He's doing a fox hunt with the werewolves. Like you do. Like, you know, fancy fucking bougie goddamn English people do. So he says, if you want the heads of the werewolves, you can go on the fox hunt with me. So he put, she gets her team together. Rogue is real excited to go punch some shit. And they all go on a fox hunt. Lots of, uh, lots of fun shit. Jessica will like this issue because instead of using dogs as hunting dogs, he has weird looking uh, hairless demonic cats <laughs> that sniff out his prey for him. Um, so where are we here? Okay. So they, they go on their hunt. We learn a little bit more about the war, war wolves. Cause Gambit again, not happy about anything that's fucking happening. Uh, jumps to the rescue of what he thinks is a stranded young lady. Turns out to be a war wolf in disguise fighting happens always happens that way too always happens especially to gambit he's always trying to jump to save the ladies and turns out to be somebody who wants to hurt him yeah um belladonna oh shit gambit my man anyway (laughs) so they basically they have to hunt there's five of them five werewolves they want the heads of the werewolves to do whatever magic apocalypse won't tell them he needs it for they get a couple of them when all of a sudden Colin Bloodstone is like, I don't like that you guys are using your powers and you're stealing all the wolves from me. <laughs> so then he decides, you know what I'm going to do? You guys can keep hunting them if you want. I'm going to start hunting you. And then you discover that he has some weird magic power that kind of looks like he's part Krakoan because he got like vines and weird, like almost looks like swamp thing. Yeah, I see that. Like, so he he has all these like tentacles made out of vines or, or whatever. He grabs Jubilee and he says, the hunt is now on. I'm hunting mutants. You guys can hunt the werewolves. And that's where we leave our heroes facing off against him while needing to get the heads of the werewolves. Now, cool. I will say I gave this one two X's. Yeah. And the reason I gave it two X's is because it's so far the one that felt most like a classic Excalibur story. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily good. Like some of the old Excalibur stories I thought were really good. I just closed this thing like we're done for the day. Um, <laughs> uh, some of the Excalibur stories were good. I was never a huge, huge Excalibur fan, to be honest. I, I read it because Nightcrawler and Kitty were there. Um, but yeah, I didn't really like it. And honestly, as a Gambit fan, 
this series has not been good to Gambit. There have been yeah. times where I've I've understood why he hasn't sounded the same because he was worried, but now everything is fine. Rogue is back, and he doesn't have his carefree attitude anymore. He's yeah. still kind of a bitch. He's still grumbling all the time, and I get that he's probably dealing with some trauma having to work for Apocalypse, the man who last he dealt with Apocalypse made him one of the fucking horsemen yeah. and like made him a slave basically. Forget so that, yeah. so I, I get that he has a lot of distrust and trauma around apocalypse, but Gambit is a character who has a lot of trauma in his life always. And he still acts like himself. Cause that's how he deals with his trauma. And he's not being Mr. Carefree or fake carefree joking. Let's get the show on the road. Let's do our job. He's kind of being like a downer. Yeah. And I don't like it. Rogue has been cool. I've, I've liked, I've liked the rogue mm-hmm. that we've gotten, especially, you know, when she's awake. But um but overall, man, this we'll take it issue if you want, we can take this issue by issue moving forward, whether I mean, we review it or not. I, I feel mean, like for the point of the podcast, you want to keep doing keep, it. Keep I mean, I'll keep reading it as long as they're in it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'll I got to keep up on my Rogue and Gambit drama. That's true. So, that's Excalibur. I, right. I this was the issue where I was like, man, I'm not feeling many of these issues this week, man. I have a similar. I'm going to do a very similar way of reviewing next book of X Force. Yeah, I'm um, I'm with you on X Force. I I mean, X Force has been pretty solid. I it think. has been. This one has been meh. This, this one, one was meh. First except off. for, and we'll get to it. But I will say real quick, the best part of X Force was when they talked about the psychology behind what's happened to Domino and Colossus, yes. and we'll get there. That as, was as probably the there. only scene in the whole book I liked. Yeah, because me too. first off, let's talk about the cover. You know this artist was like, man, no one's ever done dominoes falling on domino. This is going to be some clever fucking shit. Yeah. And a shitty grin of just like, I got just the so best so proud cover. of themselves. Like, fuck you. Anyway. Um, also, this is a very domino-heavy book. If you want a good domino series to read, uh, Gail Simone wrote domino like two years ago. Yeah. Really just real good. recent. Really good. It was yeah. really, really good. Really fun. So... Essentially, we see a lot of people getting sniped from like crazy distances where like you have no chance you can do a sniping shot like that, like a moving boat with wind and all this shit. Yeah. And it's a lot of pro-mutant people. Because at first I'm like, oh yeah, this is Domino killing people. But these are pro-mutant like reporters and politicians and stuff like that. It's like, okay, that's weird. And it's Domino um, trying to figure out who this is. And he tells um, Sage that, you know, since this shit happened to me where they took my skin off and all this shit. Um, I roll dice and I always get snake eyes before I always got seven or something. Yeah. Yeah. And this is weird. And this, I feel, which honestly I kept thinking, then just fucking die. Right. Get your body back. I, I, and again, it's easy to say because it's no cost to us. Yeah. But there is an emotional cost to being like, yeah, I killed myself. Yeah. Now I'm back. And that's weird. I get it. Like, just would, like die. Think about it though. Would you? Your skin is like. Pe- if my yeah. skin was peeled off, because we saw. But then one you scene. have a cool tree weapon. Look yes. all the cool shit she can do with her yes. tree arm. But then we see in one of the panels she sleeps in this weird cocoon with no skin on her arm. That's true. Yeah. Fuck that. Just yeah. kill me. Like yeah. I wanted to kill me when I was found in the tube. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. I would have been like, I'm cool. I don't care if I come back. Just yeah. fucking end this. So she's trying to figure out who the sniper is and also trying like, it's a lot of introspective things about mm-hmm. herself. And also we have like logins from beast about what he's dealing with and what he's going through and who he's talking to, which I didn't find very interesting. Right. I, I usually love a good beast monologue, but no. his, his, because it's again, the one thing that has, has been consistently bad about X force are these goddamn long passages of yep. prose that are doing 
the opposite of what comics should do. They are fucking telling and not showing. And I'll say it to the fucking day I'm dead. Well, here's the thing with this other panel about telling and not showing is even though I like this conversation between uh, Domino and Colossus where Domino kind of like, I need to go for a run because I just feel weird. Um, then she goes, after what you went through, Colossus, we don't fucking we know. We never what, seen. Why was there never an issue? We, sh- we saw him come back on a boat yeah. all torn up and that's it. Yeah. That's the only fucking thing we've seen of Colossus. And don't get me wrong. I'm not the world's biggest Colossus fan. Like but you know, he's a fucking prominent character. Like, he deserves fucking a story. Yeah. And, like, some backstory about what the fuck happened in Russia and not just the little flashback they show us here. Well, and in this actually good scene, we have Colossus and Domino talking. Domino's like, well, I'm fine. He's like, yeah, that's why you're here with me at 2 in the morning. Like, I do like that they played up the fact that, like, they do have kind of like a... A relationship too, yeah. Because they did kind of like have a, a little flirtatious fling like of a relationship. One of the versions of other X Force books, yeah, yeah. Like back in the day, which I'm for. Because this might shock you to know, mm. I don't like Colossus for Kitty. I like Ileana oh. for Kitty. <laughs> well, yeah, like or no one for Kitty. Like I like Kitty just being a strong bitch who does what she wants. You know, like. Uh, I think I'm I, not a big I, fan of Colossus and Kitty together. Honestly. I think I am, but they kind of ruined it during which I want to do a review one day of Avengers vs X Men because when mm. he was a Phoenix Force person, he yeah. did some weird shit. Yeah. Um. So one of my favorite, though the series itself wasn't great, one of my favorite X Men comics, which will surprise no one now, is the one is the X Men Gold issue where. It was supposed to be Kitty's wedding oh, to Colossus. I fucking hated that. And they didn't get married, but uh, you know who did get married? Yes, yes. There was That was cool. I loved that. But the, the reasoning was so lazy. Oh, yeah. 100%. But for me, it was like, yes, Kitty didn't marry Colossus, but my two favorites did get married. All in one issue. It I loved it. It was such a wrestling, pro wrestling <laughs> I loved it. swerve. Yeah, dude. That I was like, angry. I loved like, it. Oh, I loved it. I loved that issue. issue and the I loved it. Bachelorette party and all loved that it. shit. Anyway. Loved it. So Give me my soap <laughs> opera bullshit. <laughs> They have this conversation about loss and what it feels like. And, like, people think just because we're dying and reborn means we don't have the scars and the memory yeah. and emotional trauma. I, I love this part. I yeah. love this part. So having a most real emotional trauma because of every time you die it doesn't take that away when you come back. To no, life. you remember it. Yeah. So I, I like that. I do like that. That's a cool way of looking at it, how there's still a price to the shit you go through. It's not like you just die. No, which, it's not like you just get to hit the restart button in a video game and yeah, you start over. Which like, you, you could say is somewhat contradicted in the next book we're going to read. But yes. Um, hmm, Mystique. I don't remember. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Well, Mystique can handle her shit probably better than some other people. We also have a pro-mutant church, but they're dressed like purifiers, which are anti-mutants. Well, they were in the X. Yeah. But purifiers, I want to say, wore... They wore a cross. Oh, you're right. Yeah, the same color, yeah. but it was all the way around. Okay, that's fine. Both are creepy. So, yeah. eventually, <laughs> they think they know where the person is that's doing these killings. and um, Through the power of math. Essentially. And Domino's trying to track this person down before she, he this person kills again. They have a fight on a mountain, or she's snowboarding Damn and man. skiing. And they're fighting. Kept waiting fighting. for Adam X the Extreme to come in. And I shit you not, when I read this book today, I thought, yeah, it's gonna be like a clone. And I laughed to myself like Wait, do we ever sh- find out who it is? We don't. Yes. Oh, we do? Okay. Did you never look at the last page? I thought I did. Oh, it's so bad. So we have this person hiding in the casino and wearing the same clothes as the people at the casino. A oh, hood. is that what that is? Yeah. Wearing a hood. And then for some reason, if you didn't get it yet until we see the reveal. 
this person goes into an old woman at the casino and presses yeah, her hand for I, her and I, gets all sevens. I missed the part that, that she was wearing a cloak. My bad. Yeah. Okay. And then we see it is Domino. So I guess that group, the xenophobe group, just made a clone of Domino. Yeah, because, I mean, that's like a spot-on clone. It's not even like... Well, maybe not. I it's mean, we a, can't a, really see her face. It's a clone. But yeah, I mean, she's got that patch on her eye. Yeah. But is it the <laughs> same side of her eye? Yeah, same side of her eye. So, yeah, it's a clone. She's like the inverse. Like, she's yeah. black with a white spot. And, and I hate it. I felt so lazy. Yeah. Fucking now that I see it, it, like, I must have breezed right by it. Yeah. Um, because I read it real quick. And, like, the ending I read real quick thinking, oh, Domino's just testing out her luck with this old lady. Yeah. And not... It's a fake domino. That makes me hate this book even more. Yeah. Um, I gave it three, but I'm moving that down to two. Two, right? <laughs> right? It's two. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I didn't like that issue that much. I get where they were trying to go with some of the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like again. It's an attempt. None of the... The only one that I I would be willing to give up on right now is Excalibur, and obviously yeah. I'm not because of Rogan Gambit. Yeah. If it gets, like, embarrassingly bad... Which I don't think it will. I no, mean, it's no, no. it's 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 Excalibur, so on some level, it's always going to be embarrassingly bad because yeah. it's supposed to be over the top weird. Oh, so before we get to the last book, I was curious. I'll get your live opinion. Uh-oh. Are we doing the Juggernaut book? I didn't even know there was a Juggernaut. They announced book. that like last week. <sighs> now here's my thing. Maybe we could put a poll online because Juggernaut is technically He's not, even not a, mutant. a mutant. He's not a mutant. It's magic. Yeah, it's like that crystal thing, right? Yeah, McCran yeah. crystal? Fossil? No. Well, that's the that's Phoenix the one. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's a crystal. It is a crystal that gives... He's not a mutant. He's not a mutant. Um, I have no idea what the series is about. But it's, it's a series and not a one-shot? No, it's a series. No, I don't want it. No. Yeah. We're not going to review it. I mean, I'll get it... I'll Let's get the first issue ourselves, I guess. Or I'll get the first issue and you can read it. Well, since you're reading Excalibur, I'll get the first issue. Okay, and, and then we'll see. Like, does, it see does it seem like it's filling in gaps? Yeah. Then we'll cu- we'll kind of cover it. Okay, But, cool. like, maybe not on a on an every episode basis yeah, like unless trade. it's unless it's like something that tied in okay because like i imagine i'll probably read it mm-hmm. because i'm gonna read all of the tie-ins i'm sure but yeah for podcasting purposes because we're already we're already in an hour right now and we still have one more book yeah. like Which would a lot if we had about. a juggernaut here i mean yeah nah. all right so there you go I, and i would say the same for a de- if a deadpool book came out i'd be like nope i mean there is a deadpool oh, book, that's true. But no. also is he a mutant? he's not even a mutant so he's force mutation Yes. yes, he so was he is technically experiment. Yes, but he's not um, natural born he, mutant. Maybe she wasn't born with it. <laughs> maybe it's Deadpool. <laughs> Next book. Uh, <laughs> and there is a theme to all his books of like a single powerful character, like Callisto yeah. and Domino, and now Mystique. And yeah. this book. This actually, is a great. This is a great time for like the powerful ex women. Yeah, but they haven't been great stories except for this one this one's a good story this but book reminded me how much i really like mystique oh 100 interesting character mm-hmm. she is but also our complaint last episode was i guarantee you the next issue has nothing to do with the vault yep. and all this shit yep but i wasn't yep. annoyed because this story because cool no too. <laughs> again i wasn't annoyed because they went to something good if they would if they would have went back to those old fucking ladies i would have been like god damn it i don't want to see these people yet but no, having having going to Mystique and, and getting some more of the Destiny shit that we've Which been waiting for was something near the yeah. end of House of X. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm happy that we're finally like crossing that T or closing that circle or whatever the fucking cliche we're is starting for this. Something. Um, so we have Destiny talking to um, talking to Mystique in the past, basically saying like I've seen 
a thousand sunsets. I've seen they're sitting at watching a sunset, and she says, "I've seen all this before, but I need you to know something. I need you to know the truth and everything I'm about to tell you." And for those who don't know, Destiny is actually blind. She she yes. sees and wears a gold mask yes. and like a blue hoodie. She she's a precog, which she sees glimpses of the future. Yes. Now, and I'm almost like the second issue of Power of X, House of X, we had the scientist making the mother mold. And I feel like the theme of this issue is X-Men creating their own villains. Yep. We knew this crazy doctor was making Master Mold when they thought Master Mold was becoming what he is because of Mother Mold and they already beat that. Yes. Yes. Um, Nimrod. Yes, Nimrod, sorry. Master Mold was creating Nimrod, but turns out we'll get there. Well, Mother Mold was the one they were making on the ship. Mother Mold was the one that kept the ship up. Yes. Like, they had Mother Mold there, and then Mother Mold was making more of the Omega Sentinels, which would then, they they said, which would then create Nimrod. Yeah. So we have a lot of stuff happening around uh, Omega Sentinels and uh, Dr. Devo and Director Devo and all these characters. And we've seen this before in other issues. This is a running theme. Yes. That they're definitely making things. And where I, where I really like this issue, especially because the art has a shift between these characters. If you look at like Xavier's mouth, it looks almost real, like a picture. Yeah. But the art is different, and I know it's intentional. And these lines were used in different X-Men books before, in House of X, I think. Okay. Where he says, like, isn't it enough helping your fellow mutant? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that was used. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you know what I want. And he's like, I understand what you want, but you have to do this for us. And okay. we've seen this before, but it's like, progressing favor if you don't remember essentially moira said we cannot have any precogs yes she was very she was she and again she told this strictly to magneto and xavier yes um because we don't want to what might happen because it's gonna affect the future anyway and then we're gonna be in trouble and i'm trying my best to make the perfect future outcome for. and as we learned in house of x she specifically doesn't want destiny because in one of moira's past lives Destiny (laughs) is the one who figured out what she was doing and basically said, if I catch you messing her shit again, I'm ending you for good. Yeah. So that's the last precog, literally the last one she'd want. Yes. (laughs) On on Krakoa. So um, we have them saying, well, we need you to plant this seed on the ship where the mother mold was. And she's kind of like, well, fuck, fine, I'll do it. But, you know, you should help me, too. Isn't she basically says, this is, yeah, this is the last thing I'm going to do for you. Yeah. Then I was confused. She bamfed there? Does this imply that Nightcrawler was there? Yes. Nightcrawler was on that mission. Because, obviously, Scott This is was the there. same mission that Nightcrawler, Wolverine, Scott, and Jean went on. Oh, this is the all same died. one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I did not catch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Cool. So, she plants it, and then Emilia is sucked out of the airlock. And they don't... Because she died right then... They didn't have enough time to upload her brain and yes. know if she actually completed the mission. Mm-hmm. So they basically say, well, and what need- a sweet scene. I mean, a bittersweet <laughs> scene that is when she's dying and thinking of destiny. Yes, they're making they're not hiding any implication because no, they haven't for a long time. It's been pretty explicit for a while. It's that been they're, imp- that they're in love. I mean, it was they but- did it even in the 80s and yeah. in early 90s, like that. They are a couple. OK. I mean, they raised Rogue together, too. So. Oh, yeah, true. So they show. Um, after she dies in space and thinking of her lover, um, when she comes back, she comes back and there's no like disorientation. She's like, okay, I'm back. Get my woman back. Mm-hmm. Bring her back. 
I love that scene where she yells, I want my wife back. Yeah, so that was good. really powerful. And really even, great. I mean, okay, so then the scene where she comes back, Xavier is leaning over, I guess, Scott. I, mean, Scott, I don't know yeah. which one. Which, the Scott. Scott, right? Okay. He's leaning over Scott, telling him how proud he is and how the sacrifice you made. And, like, he's not talking to Mystique at all. No. And there's a scene where you can see Mystique's reflection but he's not talking to her. He's still talking to Scott. He's just you see her reflection. It's almost like a disdain. To it's almost like whatever you you're gonna do what I tell you to do, and I have no remorse for what happens to you. I do wonder why they're treating her so badly. Keep in mind this is from her perspective though too. Yeah, so true, true. They're treating her. I mean, they say straight up, we don't trust you. You've done so many things against to harm your own mutants. Kind. Why would I trust you? Yeah, you but have you know amends who, to make. You know who else has? Sinister, Sinister, Sebastian Shaw, Sebastian Shaw, uh, fucking um, Apocalypse, Apocalypse, <laughs> uh, Exodus. Like, uh, you know, cool and, and what what do those people have? In, oh, well, I guess Mystique is on the council too. Yeah, like all these people who have a history of fucking over mutants, you just put on the council. Yeah, but now you're gonna treat this particular one like shit. Yeah, it, it's it's it, it reeks of sexism it. a little bit too, Eric. <laughs> Uh, so then we have them explaining this mystique, what I just explained, how she has to go back and she's kind of like, no, no, no. Yeah. They want her to go back to check to see if the gates work. Yeah. And then come back so we can upload it and know what's going on. Um, then she notices what the doctor is making. Yeah. Cause she goes, so in the beginning of the book, somebody delivers a piece of equipment to Dr. Gregor, the, the, the woman scientist who's been basically the, the brains behind all this operation with Devo, um, that person who delivered it was Mystique in disguise. So when she delivered that piece of equipment to her, she got to see what she was building, yes. which was um, Nimrod. Nimrod, yes, the future <laughs> version of Nimrod. Um, and then I really like this part where she explained this and like, you didn't take care of it. And she says, nope. haven't you heard? We have laws. Not for that, not for them. And let's be honest, this is all from Magneto, not for you. If you thought they needed doing, why didn't you just do it? And basically, she's like, because you are all fucking me over. <laughs> like, you're mm-hmm. all screwing me over right now. And I only want one thing. You motherfuckers know why I'm not doing it. I don't care. Bring her back. Yep. And that's when Xavier says, like, after all this time, like, I don't trust you. Yep. And it's like... Why is she getting punished? Exactly. No one else. Everyone broke bread at a party. You let Apocalypse run a group. Yeah. You're letting Apocalypse lead Captain Britain and have his own domain in fucking the other world. But Mystique is the problem. Mystique has a history, sure, of being a shitty person who only looks out for herself. Look no further than Nightcrawler. Like, she's not the world's best person. No. But... She's not the worst one. And after she yells very powerfully, bring me back, bring my wife back. Um, I want my wife back. Xavier says she will return when you've earned it. And like, that felt, fuck you. Yeah, that felt so fuck, arrogant. I think I really, I think I might have said out loud, fuck you. Yeah. When I read that like, I was like, like, fuck you. Like, she's not a dog. Like, it, they're it, treating her like a fucking servant, yeah. man. Like, and uh, we need you to do this. It must be done. And they just walk away. And yeah. she's like, there's still some time left. I'll go back tomorrow and take care of it. And she says, good. Uh, Xavier says, good. Thank you. And um, she says, I hate you. I've always hated you. Yeah. And she says, hated and feared. I fear I am growing numb to it. 
It's a fancy way of saying, I don't give a yeah. fuck. He says, not because it doesn't bother me, but because all of this is bigger than how we feel. It's bigger than me, and it's certainly bigger than you. Like, like holy... Sh- that's next level go fuck yourself. God. The longest... Nicest way to say go fuck yourself. I, I mean, don't care. God, he's it's, such a dick. It's when I tell people wham, which happens <laughs> a lot. So, but still, when I tell people wham, that's basically what he's doing right now. Like, I just don't. My concerns in life are more important than wherever your wife problem is. Yep. And uh, then we have Mystique going down to, I guess, where she lives. And it cuts back to what Oracle was telling her. And this is where I'm like, man, you're creating your own villains right now, guys. Yep. Uh, essentially she says eventually you're going to be in a situation where that's going to sound too good to be true when that happens they're going to keep denying you what you really wanted the most on Mm -hmm. the island I like I said not the first island but the last yeah that was really interesting because there's been a few mutant islands before not just Denosha Mm -hmm. but like she's like you'll know it you'll know it when it happens she says and um, it says like when it's too good to be true they're going to deny you deny you deny you and uh, I know but when it's time you will and then those days come remember these words bring me back and if they cannot if they will not then burn the place to the ground and then it ends with destiny's mask like in like this weird flame thing and basically mystique holding a glass of what looks like champagne or wine up to it like she's saying cheers let's burn the fucker down like that's oh that's so good and you know what you have no one charles to blame but yourself yeah that is so fucking good now i am so excited for mystique to be like rebellion time motherfuckers are you excited for next issue to be something oh yeah i'm 100 excited for this to pay off in a year next issue is gonna be the old people yeah (laughs) it it really is (laughs) but like i do notice this constant theme of like the the cracks are showing but this is like this is your villain this yeah. isn't a po- like Apocalypse is always going to be scheming and this and that, but she's the one who's going to bring. She's going to be the one who's going to bring Krakoa down if you're not fucking careful. Yeah, and and why? Because of love. Yeah, because you you created a, a world where everybody can finally be with the people they love. Yeah, fucking Rogue and Gambit can have conversations about having kids, but Mystique can't have her fucking wife back. Yeah, and. And no one has been able to explain that to her because they can't because yeah. to explain it to her would be to give up the game. Reveal everything. But no one has even bothered to come up with a lie. Yeah. It's just a lot of when you've earned it. You think that's going to fucking get you what you How want? How long is that going to work? How long do you really think that's going to work? With, with someone like Mystique, how long do you think it's going to work? Yeah. Like, Jesus You know she's Christ. not dumb. She, no, you put her she's on the not council. dumb and she's not a fucking like a team player. She's no. in it for her. And who she loves. Yeah. And right now, you're fucking both of them over. Yeah. And I do wonder why she just bring up to the council. The rest of the council doesn't know the situation. I if know. she goes, hey guys, do you agree? Everyone just voted yes. Maybe, maybe that is her version of burning it to the ground. Maybe yeah. she'll like split the council that Like, way. what are you guys hiding? What don't you tell them? Mm-hmm. Like, We're all in this together, right? Then what the fuck are you hiding? So I I really love this issue. I did too. I gave it four X's. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I I love any book that can make me forget why I'm already not happy when I was going to start reading the book because I right, was going to yeah. continue what we were reading last week or two weeks ago. But you said you didn't see this. This kind of blew up X Twitter. Like a lot. Okay, of yeah. Happy. Tell me what happened. Well, it seemed like a lot of people didn't get any official con- like confirmation that they were a lesbian couple. Oh. So a lot of people, I felt the same way. I, didn't, I never felt they were like a true hard definition. Like they are lovers. I always yeah, felt no, like I always, I always, I always felt like that. they played it safe with that. But this one's like 
my wife. Oh yeah, no, and, like, yeah. This might have been I the love. first time she called her her wife, but yeah. they've be- they've definitely. It's always been implicated, but it, I feel like they never. But it's been out. heavily implicated, even yeah. in the eighties. Like there were real, there were issues, like especially around Rogue when Rogue was like becoming a good guy and not a bad guy anymore. Yeah. With them, where it was a lot of like, we raised you. We're a couple. You know, there was a lot of times yeah. where it's like very clear that well, those two are together. X Twitter did not know that, and they were very happy. There That's were a awesome. lot of like proud lesbian Mystique. I'm like, Hell Mystique's yeah. probably by. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, she's definitely had such yeah, yeah other because she's turned characters. Uh, so I I feel like. Also, it doesn't. I don't fucking care. No, no. But yeah. but I feel like at some point there was like, Mystique was. Was there like a rumor that Mystique was somebody's father because she turned into a man? At, to, to, like, does it work like that? That's a head fuck. I mean, she can fucking manipulate her body to have armor on it too. Like, why can't she have a penis that works? Like, she can make Wolverines. She can turn into Wolverine if it's. But she can't make antimantium. No, but. It's just semen, dude. It's not that special. <laughs> and that's there's a, our title. That's a matter. Is this semen? <laughs> you, you know what? Yes. It's just <laughs> semen. It's not that special. In the pay, it's like a Tarantino movie. The payoff comes full circle yeah, at the end. You're going to have to wait an hour and 16 minutes to figure out what the fuck that came from. I mean, she is the... In, can, in canon, she's still the, the mom of Nightcrawler? Yes. Okay, so then, yeah, she... She has sex with Asriel, I assume. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. So, yeah, great issue. Uh, I'm interested to see what this week brings with um, Wolverine. Just cause yeah, I'm kind of excited it's about a good Wolverine. Team. And it's the same writer of X-Force, right? Yes. Benjamin Percy? Yes, he's really good, especially when his uh, Green Arrow run was uh, really, really good. So, I'm, I want to see what the point of this story is. Yeah, I what are we doing? I want to bring up, like... Well, Laura's in a time bubble where it could be a thousand years, so I have to Yeah, what take are we going to do about those fucking kids? They're still lost. Like <laughs> a rumba. If you go over all the actual single There's X-Men so issues, many threads just hanging out there from this book alone. Yes. <laughs> but we have let's quick, quick recap from the top of my head. We have Krakoa fucking another island. So Krakoa's getting it on with Akrakoa, which Akroa. is populated by the secret children of, of Apocalypse. Apocalypse. So we have Three, That's got to come yeah. ahead. We have three old women that are trying to destroy the economy. Yeah, <laughs> destroy the economy of it. We have now super pissed off Raven. Mm-hmm. We have who I think is going to be freed by Raven. Sabretooth still in the middle of the ground of Krakoa. Of Krakoa, he's stuck in Krakoa. Krakoa is fucking. That can't be fun. <laughs> More not special semen. Just no. He's just getting through. He's just getting doused with on special semen. It's just a bukkake down there for fucking Sabretooth. <laughs> Sunfire, get over here. Um, so, would you <laughs> And then uh, we also have these scientists in space that they just can't... Yeah. I'm shocked they don't just blow them up. At what, at, at Magneto, what point do you just... Magneto, you go. Yeah. You what? fucking go. Take your helmet off, yeah. you can download your brain, and you fucking You go, go, and you just crush the thing around you, and then you die in, in the space, sun. and then you fucking come back. Like, what? I you have ma- no problem using everybody else's pawns. I can totally imagine my needle being like, I don't like the idea of this. No. He'd just be straight like, up, oh, I die. No, I don't uh, want to die. I don't want to do that. No. <laughs> no, that's for lesser people. <laughs> we have we have the time vault stuff with the children of yeah. the future or whatever. Yeah, we got, we got two different time vaults going on right now. We got the children of the vault, and then we got our fucking children in the vault. Yeah. There's a lot of threads. That I do trust Hickman to say, here's this awesome issue that's going to bring everything together in the most weirdest It could be, way. or it could just be a lot of like, okay, well, here are some threads that other people can use later on too. 
It could be leading nice. to whatever the the actual first X Men event crossover. Yeah, yeah. Man, and we just, got it's all this May, right? It's yeah, the first to start preview at, for um, free comic book. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, so maybe it's all heading to that because it's like heading the, to something. Like the tweet he said, like it's not meant for everyone to read. We're the idiots. It's not meant for everyone we to really read are. every book. <laughs> we really are idiots. So it's I'm, I'm excited. This is a great issue. Yeah, I mean, again, Hickman this is, is a fantastic writer. That's the, obvious right yeah, now. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um. Yes, this was kind of a down week as far as I'm concerned, or down yes, two weeks for books. But it did X X Men Fantastic Four. I thought was fucking really good. Yeah, this X Men issue was really good. Yeah. So I mean, really, we had what four meh yeah. issues? Like Which okay, yeah. and meh is still better than bad. Like Can I, I would, also say you didn't get it this way, but I did. Seeing the back of all my comics have a Breaking Benjamin album. What on its back? I'm like, first what? off, I was like. What Breaking, fucking year is it? Yeah, because, hey, Breaking Benjamin was awesome when I was in high school. No! High school and middle school Nick loved Breaking Benjamin. Adult Nick didn't know they're still alive in a band. And then on the back of every Featuring issue, reimagined versions of the band's biggest and most popular songs with special guests, Lacey Strum, don't know who that is, Scooter Ward. I don't know who any of these fucking people are. And why, Plus is a new Korn, s- why is Corn a co-headliner? And co-headline tour with Corn. You mean you're the opening band for Corn? That's what a better fucking. I. Means. What year is this? Corn <laughs> and Breaking Benjamin. Dude, Corn Live. I've seen Corn Live. I've seen Corn Live too. Corn Evanescence. We're a good show. Yeah, well, man. Warp, I've been to like, maybe? I've been know. to a few Ozfests in my day, man. Oh, I've maybe maybe it was Ozfest. Um, but <laughs> sure, they were fine when I was like seventeen. Uh, so <laughs> that was that was just that was let the bodies hit the floor. No, what were you doing? Do it again. Ooh-ah. Do it again. That's let the bodies hit the floor. But that was Jonathan Davis Taylor. Not that no. version of what you're nah. doing. He did a different version. Fine. Oh, sorry, it was a different version of a song I heard fucking twenty years ago. You're Fuck still off. listening to Breaking Benjamin. <laughs> I, I do listen to old CDs. Sounds good. All right. Anyway, so that's a great way to end the X-Men podcast. Yeah. Because half our audience is like, what the fuck are they talking Listen, about? Listen, if oh. you're listening to this still, first of all, wow. Um, yeah. Second of all, and you know who Breaking Benjamin are, I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for me. They had some good songs. I'm sorry for you for thinking they Don't had some good songs. Album, who gives a fuck? Reimagining your old songs means you can't think of new songs to write. What a weird thing for some like one hit wonder basically of a band to be like, <laughs> here's a reimagining of our catalog. No one gives a fuck about your catalog. You're not the fucking Beatles. You're not, you're not fucking, fucking Fleetwood Mac. Oh, we have a reimagine. You had maybe one fucking song in 2003. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, what the f- Oh, Hoobastank is back and they're going to reimagine their discography. Like, the what the shit? Is you. <laughs> Karaoke time. All, All right. right, guys, on that note. <laughs> Where can they find you on the Twitter, my friend? Oh, my God. You can find me at Madman3005. And also, before I get to your part, thanks again for the kind words. We really appreciate it. This man, I'll really never cool. get tired of saying thank you, man. Yeah, that's so like, great. Some of the random like tweets on LinkedIn and just like people saying, just being nice. We really appreciate it. I'm sorry. It, did you say LinkedIn? Getting LinkedIn like the Oh, I thought, we're like, we're not on LinkedIn. Tagged. What sorry, are you kids. doing? Tagged. What are you doing tagged. on LinkedIn? All right. Back <laughs> in my day, tagging was things other warriors did. Sorry. 
Continue. Warriors. <laughs> more more references than no Come one's out to play. No one's gonna fucking get my Warriors right. I just did. I love yeah, the Warriors. Yeah, you did because we're both fucking weirdos. <laughs> Listen, if y'all haven't seen the Warriors, man, it's oh, a it's perfect X Men movie. Oh, Go watch yeah, it. Yes, it is. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Xbrary, and it's Librarian without the lie part. Yeah. And and we'll see you guys next time.